there. Welcome to the Moving Up Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Wilson. I'm here to dish out practical advice to help you elevate your business and your life. I'm the CEO of the Wilson Group Real Estate Services here in Nashville, Tennessee. So you know we're going to be covering ground in the real estate industry. But you'll also be hearing from expert leaders in the personal development and entrepreneurship communities. So pull up a seat because we're about to have a lot of fun. It's time for you to move up. I'm so excited about our podcast today because we are going to be talking about da 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 pricing. With me today, as always, is Heather Warmbrod, my trusted sidekick friend and colleague. Good morning, Heather. Good morning, Christy. So this is a topic that never gets old. It does not. And it's always changing. Always changing. As we were saying earlier today, as everything changed, nothing stays the same except the conversation on pricing. The pricing keeps changing, but the conversations around pricing never changes. And we're going to dig in today on those conversations. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So truly the most critical piece, the most critical piece to a successful sale is proper pricing. And we are in a market today that has been for 2020 and 2021 unprecedented to overuse and overused word, Mm -hmm. unprecedented, but it's true. It is. The prices in Middle Tennessee and across the country have skyrocketed and Metro Nashville is the number two fastest appreciating market after, of all places, Cincinnati, Ohio. And I found that interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. But just because our market is appreciated such, you know, when they look at those numbers, we're looking in the rearview mirror. We're not looking at today. We're looking four weeks behind us. At least four to eight weeks when they when they release those numbers. So we want to talk in the present. We have to understand the past. We don't have a crystal ball for the future, mm-hmm. although we can speculate mm-hmm. what we want to, but that's all with a grain of salt. Correct. So why pricing is the most critical piece is because there are three things that dictate value on a home. Price, condition, and location. And we've talked about that before. We have. So you can't change your location. So when your realtor, when Heather, when myself, when we're looking at the value of your home, we always want to compare it to homes in a similar location. And when the appraiser does the appraisal, he or she too will also look at homes in a similar location, preferably within the same neighborhood. Mm-hmm. If you're rural, they're going to look you know, in a broader area. And I just was pricing one that was on the river and... It was in West Nashville on the river. So there's so few river properties in Nashville. I looked at places in in Madison and Old Hickory and on different places on the Cumberland River because that's your market, you know? So you really want to look at what your market is if you have a unique property. Right. So location's number one. You cannot change that location. Price and condition, they go hand in hand. You've got to price it for the condition and just try to get that balance just can right. It can be very tricky. It can be tricky. And if one is out of whack, you'll know quickly because you're not getting an offer. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to have to adjust one or the other. So remember, everyone listening, price, condition, location. And if you're thinking about selling, remember those things too, price, condition, and location. And so why that's important is because you can overprice a home. And right now, I I feel like our sellers 
don't think they can overprice their home. So in the sellers that I've talked to recently, um, it's been a hard conversation because of just this aspirational pricing that we've talked about. And so um, like we've mentioned before, they've heard from a neighbor or a colleague at work, oh my goodness, your house should be listed for way more than that. And so how do you address that with a seller? What are you saying to your sellers? So the conversation is the same conversation I've always had and that price is the most critical piece. And I deep dive with them on the numbers and show them, well, this is what has sold for this amount of money. Therefore, the value of your home is going to fall in this range. Oftentimes that range could just be a $10,000 range. Sometimes, honestly, it is a fifty dollars or $60,000 range mm-hmm. because there's no hard comp that's exactly like it, right? So I show them the numbers, go deep on the data, and then remind them that the buyer will be working with an agent who knows the market too. Right. And we've had a lot of appraisals waived this year where people just say, I'm going to bring the difference between the appraised value and the sale price. I'll just bring that extra cash to closing Mm -hmm. and not worry about it. So we've seen that. But the number one thing I say to the seller is you cannot underprice a listing in this market. And a lot of them don't understand that initially. Mm -hmm. And then I remind them that we have a very vibrant buyer pool in Middle Tennessee right now and everywhere. I mean, the whole country has experienced a very vibrant buyer pool. And so these buyers are just waiting waiting, waiting, waiting on Mm -hmm. their device for a new listing to come up. They're so excited for a new listing to come up because we're in an inventory crunch. Yeah. So your listing comes up. If it's overpriced, the buyer goes in and it's just not congruent with location, condition, and they're going, oh, this is too much. And they walk away thinking this just got listed. The seller's not serious. I'm going to offend them with a low offer or I've already put seven offers in on something. I'm tired. I'm not going to put another offer in on something that's overpriced. Right. So I let the seller know that these are the conversations happening if your home is overpriced. I've already shown them the analytics and the data of where the pricing should be. Then I tell them, if you price it at where it should be today, there's enough energy and people in the market that will want the house and look at you as a realistic seller, and then it could potentially get bid up. The market will speak. Market value is what a ready, willing, able buyer is willing to pay and what a ready, willing, able seller is willing to sell for without duress, Mm -hmm. right? There's not a divorce. There's not a death in the family. There's nothing pressing. This is just a normal market condition sale. Mm -hmm. So that's what drives up values. And at that point, if someone is overpaying for the property, then chances are they could be resetting the market and help elevate the sales all around. The reverse Mr. Miss Seller is... We price it $60,000 over anything that else has sold. You know, do you want to gamble or do you want to win? Right. Do you want to get stale on the market? Right. And if you've overpriced it so much with aspirational pricing, I love that Mm -hmm. word, Heather, great job. Aspirational pricing, then if you start sitting, your listing gets stale. People are wondering what's wrong with it. And most people are thinking, well, that seller, you know aspirational, a little greedy, um, shot for the moon, totally missed it. And now the seller's in a position where they're going to have to start chasing down the market. And once you've been on the market for over two weeks in Nashville, then people start putting lower offers in. Right. Wondering what's going on. Wondering what's going on, thinking, well, gosh, now they've got to be motivated. Mm -hmm. And chances are that 
seller will sell it for less than what they would have sold it for had they priced it right out the gate. I agree. I agree. And we've seen it. I mean, it's always been this way, not not just in this crazy market, but th- these are just the realities of pricing. It's always been this way. And pricing for condition. Yes. Pricing for condition, like we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. You can change price and condition. If your condition is bad, and we're going to talk about that here in a minute on the show too, why it's important to have your house in good market ready condition, even in a seller's market. Mm -hmm. Because if those two things don't line up, you're you're going to pay for it one way or the other, either in a lower offer or in doing the work. Right. You know? Right. So, and to that point, Heather, and I know you've experienced this too, a lot of our sellers are saying, Oh, I don't need to do anything to my house. My house, yeah. there's so many buyers out there. I, I can price it for whatever I want to. And it can, they can just come like this, come see it like this. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. Yeah. We, and I've had that conversation too. What the sellers don't realize is the buyer coming to their house in all probability is either moving up in home. Maybe their family is growing. Maybe they've gotten better jobs. They're moving up or maybe they're downsizing and they want something special for their downsize home. Regardless of why a buyer is buying or why a seller is selling, it always involves change that they're going through in their life. Mm-hmm. There's a handful of people who move for the sake of moving. My parents were like that. They love to move. <laughs> it, it, my brother, sister and I were going, what? <laughs> Pack it up again. <laughs> yeah, here we go. They had it down to a science, but that was just their thing. Yeah. Right? And there are people like that, but the majority of people when they move, or buy or sell is because a change has happened in their life and they have to adjust their living conditions for that. Most of the times it's a pretty exciting, happy thing, but there are times where it's not. So as a buyer is looking into the next chapter or the, and that seller as well is looking into their next chapter, that buyer is leaving the past behind and going to a better future. Right. Right. When that buyer is ready to buy, it's like, you know, I've been cramped in this little two bedroom condo for five years. I've got my second child on the way. I want my next home and I want the backyard and I want the landscaping and I want blah, 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 blah. If your house isn't in that condition where that buyer is saying, hey, this is where I want my next chapter to be, that buyer's going to go down the road. They are. They are. And they have to be able to visualize themselves in that new home with their things. And so I always tell people, clean, 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 depersonalize and declutter. Yeah. And if you don't like the word declutter, you can just say prepack. I, I like prepack. I always say minimize. <laughs> yes. We have amazing things in your home. It's time to minimize these items by putting them in boxes mm-hmm. and storing them away. Yep. Make your house look bigger, better. And Heather and I always give our clients lists too of things they need to do to get their home market ready. Do not underestimate the power of having a home in market ready condition. Light bulbs that are bright and not those gross bluish hue lights. Clean the cobwebs out. Mm -hmm. Repaint if you need to repaint. Tidy, clean landscape. No weeds. If the mailbox is gross, make the mailbox prettier. You have one time to make your first impression. Yes. You only get one chance. So make sure it's the right first impression. That buyer is standing on your front porch for about three or four minutes while your agent opens that lot box. Trust me, they're taking it in. Mm-hmm. And guess what, Mr. Miss Seller, y'all are probably watching it on your ring doorbell. So careful of your conversations <laughs> on that. I mean, every time there's a ring, I'm like, oh my gosh, monitor what you say. Yes. You know, don't say anything negative. Um, I try never to say anything negative anyways, but you're being watched. That's a new dynamic that Absolutely. we've experienced over the past three years. There's video everywhere. Yes. So y'all... 
Watch your conversation yes, in yes. a home because you are being watched. I can tell you. So I sold a condo in Brentwood back in February and my seller had the ring. And so we had a series of showings that day. And so she told me, oh my gosh, that second showing, they were just so sweet. <laughs> and I know she had the ring, but I said, how did, how did you know that? <laughs> and she said, because I've watched them come in and out on my ring and they just seemed so nice and friendly and they were happy and... Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm always on high alert. And I had one listing where I had no idea they had any camera or video. I mean, they didn't strike me as those people who would have cameras or video. And they did. Mm-hmm. And so I was in there one day showing it to another agent who was previewing it and was praying that I was like an awesome agent saying how great the house was. And luckily I was because they told me like, oh my gosh, we loved your showing. (laughs) You did such a great job pointing out all the features. I was going, how did y'all know that? Like, oh, we had a video right next to you. (sighs) I'm like, wow. Okay. Then always being watched, always being watched when you're showing property. So just know that, which that could be another show altogether. We totally went off on (laughs) away from pricing, but yeah, be aware, be aware. You can't underprice, but to that point on pricing, You may not want to talk about if your buyer loves it and you're in the house and they're wanting to make an offer, you may not want to have that conversation in the house because you're being watched and it could take away some of your negotiating power as a buyer and a buyer's agent. If that seller sees how much you love their house, Mm -hmm. they're like, "Mm, got that on you. Right. They do. They do. They can gather. And while we're down a rabbit hole, I'll mention this very quickly because it's such a pet peeve of mine. Photos. Please have nice photos. You know, photos are not that expensive. Please don't post iPhone photos. And I still see that today. All the time. Mm-hmm. I see it in million dollar properties. Oh my goodness. Where people have taken a cell phone photo. And that's one thing I really pride myself on and all of our agents at the Wilson Group on. Professional photography, that is just what you do if you're listing with a Wilson Group agent. Absolutely. You're drone gonna, images. Yeah. Professional photography, drone images. If you want the 3D you know, we're going to provide that service because it's critical to position your home in the best light to get as many views, clicks, and physical showings on your home. But if you're overpriced, it may be a problem. (laughs) Your pictures (laughs) might not matter. That's right. That's right. We want to nail it on price. Let me tell you guys about Studio Bank. Studio Bank is passionate about what their members create, and they're here to support you through the process. They provide capital and services to build businesses. They offer mortgage and home loan options, whether you're a first-time home buyer or purchasing your fifth home. They work with artists to reach their audiences. They help nonprofits transform our communities. And often, the most important work they do is simply empowering individuals to pursue their dreams. They're here because what you create matters. We're all creating something. From the artists on Music Row to the business leaders throughout our community, even those caring for their families, we're all building, growing, dreaming, and improving. We're a community built on collaboration and creativity. That's what makes us Nashville. Let's create something together. Visit studiobank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender, NMLS number 1761767. Now, back to pricing. If your seller does want to overprice, even after all of your recommendations, suggestions, etc., it is the seller's home. It is. They have the right to price it 
wherever they want to price it. Mm-hmm. It's a conversation. I don't go into a listing appointment saying, you're going to do this or I'm not listing to that house. It's never like that. I listen to my seller. I listen to what their rationale, their reasoning is. And then it's up to me if I think I can work with that. Mm-hmm. And with them being hard-nosed on what their price is going to be, I personally don't sell real estate for fun. It is my career. It's my job. I love it. I'm good at it. I'm successful at it. And that's because I'm not afraid to have hard conversations with my seller and explain the nuances of the market and how to get things sold. Mm -hmm. My goal is never to let a seller leave money on the table. My goal is for them to put every dollar in their pocket that they can. But the way to do that involves strategy, common sense, and looking at market data. And then learning how to play the emotion around that on a buyer to make sure they get that value. But when they are dead set on this price, then I have to decide, am I willing to take that? And if I do take that listing that I think is overpriced for the market, the conversation goes like this. Okay, we'll we'll go there. I don't try. I never try to sell something. It's like, I'm going to give it 110%. Right. If we don't have an offer on this you know, in a week. So many days, right? Yeah. Whatever and the market dictates. That's what, right. Yeah. And we're, and we're late summer, early fall right now in mm-hmm. 2021 as we're recording this podcast. But if it's on the market, depending on the price point, of course, for over a week, that could be a pricing issue. Right, right. So I know we've had this conversation before and I'm dealing with this now. So wanting to price a little bit more aspirational, not too far out. So I don't feel like it's crazy, but Sending the email, dear Mr. Seller, we've had this conversation about pricing. This is kind of what the market in the area has been dictating. You're wanting to price at this price. Let's give it X number of days. And then at that point, can we agree to revisit the topic, the conversation of pricing? Yes. So what Heather is referring to is you've decided that you will take the listing It's going to be priced higher than you feel comfortable pricing. So once we agree to that, then we always recap with an email to the seller with that very language. Dear Mr. Seller, great being with you today. We talked a lot about value and pricing. My recommendation was to price in this range due to what's happening in the market with the comps I showed you. You and Sally feel like you want to price it here. I'm ready, willing, and able to knock it out of the park for you at that price. If, however, an offer is not achieved, mm-hmm. then we're going to revisit. Right. In a certain time frame. Yep. Give them a time frame. So NAR statistics have, NAR National Association of Realtor Statistics have always said, and this is pre-2020, keep mm-hmm. in mind, yes. <laughs> 30 days or 15 showings and you don't have an offer, you're overpriced. Mm-hmm. Or it's, it's, it's price or condition, right? Those are your two factors that you can change, price or condition. In today's market, I would say if you're not... If you have not received an offer within the first seven to 15 days, it's a pricing issue. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't have people coming through your door, it's a pricing issue. It's not a marketing issue. Your house, once it gets listed, is everywhere online. Mm -hmm. Your house is being seen, whether it's through the MLS, Zillow, someone just Googles your address, whatever, your house is being seen. Mm -hmm. If you're not getting visitors, maybe you have terrible pictures or maybe it's the price. Right. So, and then the conversation, Heather, we've talked a lot about this too. When it is overpriced, having that conversation with the seller again to say, hey guys, let's revisit price. We've had X amount of showings. It's it's time to adjust. Right, right. And I even called an agent who has 
had a listing just go under contract in the same neighborhood. And I said, can you talk to me about your experience? You know, how many, I know he can't tell me about his offer in detail, but he can tell me, you know, how many showings did he have? What did the traffic look like? Was there a lot of interest? And that's really helped me talk to my seller Mm -hmm. because I feel like our market, and I don't want to get too much into this because it could change in another week or so. <laughs> yeah. Next hour, five minutes. <laughs> yes. In the next five minutes. But I feel like it's, it has changed a little bit from what we have seen over the summer. Yeah. The market has definitely shifted from what we saw first half of 2021. Has it stabilized a little bit? Is there more inventory? Are the buyers stepping to the sideline because of, for the first time what that I've ever seen is what we call buyer fatigue. Mm-hmm. They're so tired of writing offers and missing it or being outbid or whatever. So it has shifted a little bit. It's just not as frenetic. That's not to say there's still not multiple offers. Oh, there are. They There definitely are. One of our agents I was talking to last night, he's written 17 offers for one buyer. Wow. Over the last three months, 17 offers. Wow. So that's in that three to 350 price point. And that's just... That's your first time home buyer market in Middle Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're in some place like Akron, Ohio, your first time home buyer market probably isn't 350. But for us here, that that's about right. For for a house, yeah, yes. for a condo, it's going to be a little bit less, right? So it's exhausting. It's for exhausting. buyers and for the agents. You know, I mean, to write one offer that that takes a lot of time to write 17. That is that is hours and hours of work. That's right. That is right. And missing out because that price point still generates a lot of multiple offers. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about pricing when you have, so there's a pricing that's relatively easy. Like if you're in a subdivision, you've got a lot of, hopefully a lot of comps, you know, similar homes, they're built at the similar time, same location. So those are a little bit more easy to price. Those ones that are different, that are unique, Mm -hmm. that becomes a different animal. And we touched on this a little bit in our appraisal podcast with Will Humphrey about when they get unique properties, you know, how challenging that can be. Yeah. So a lot of times if we have a super unique property, we say, let's call the appraiser. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Let's have him or her figure it out. But we were talking earlier, Heather and I were before we started recording on situations like what if your home has structural issues that you're about to list or condition condition issues Mm -hmm. all together. So let's touch on that a little bit. Yeah. So have a situation to where, you know, you walk into a home and you can kind of feel the floors just a little bit uneven. So in middle Tennessee, I mean, how many homes have crawl spaces, Christy? Most, most, yeah, most of them. And how many homes are built on sides of hills here in Nashville? A lot, a lot of them. So this is not an uncommon thing that happens. Um, in Middle Tennessee, you're going to have a steep driveway. You know, it's for you to have a flat parcel of land is just not. It's it's just not every neighborhood. Yeah. So we're we're pretty hilly around here. So, you know, this isn't a common issue. Is for there to feel a little bit of shifting in the floor. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't mean the house is falling off the hill at all, but it is something that has to be looked at and addressed. And so my sellers had had that looked at by a structural engineer just to make sure everything, the house was not falling off of right. off the side of the hill. And so we're going to have to price accordingly to what the suggestion for the repair is. And so we'll have that priced out, whether it's, you know, $5,000 to have whatever support put back in place or or adjusted or a better support. And so we're going to, you know, have the pricing reflect that. 
Very good. And I want to speak to that too, because I come across this often where there's a condition issue on the home that you're listing, whether they've had a structural engineer come out and give recommendations, or maybe it's a roof issue. Maybe it's, you know, super dated kitchen, what, whatever, what the actual price is to cure the situation or cure the condition is oftentimes significantly less Mm -hmm. than what it's going to be in a buyer's mind. That is so true. When a buyer comes through a home and the floors are slanting down, especially in this situation that we're talking about, like it's the side of a hill. I've sold numerous homes on the side of hills that have that slope. A buyer is going to think, oh my God, that's a $200,000 or $100,000 fix. And it's very subtle. I notice it because we're in and out of a lot of homes. Mm-hmm. I bet half the buyers that come through that house may not even notice. Unless I'm their realtor and <laughs> I will point it out. <laughs> you know, and they, and, and we know about it, yeah. so we're going to disclose it, right, of right. course. But all this to say, I don't want you to think the, the floors are, are sure. really, you know, it's subtle, but we're in and out of home so much. It's almost we look for it yeah. when we go in a house. We're looking for everything when we go to a house to, we to help guide our buyer. But when you are when you have your listing agent hat on and you see the condition of the home and the seller says, you know what? I don't have the money to fix it. I don't have the wherewithal to fix it. I'm, I'm so checked out right now wanting to go to my next thing. What I say is I get it. That's fine. I'm going to go ahead and get some contractors in here to price it. So then we can list your house, put, put a price on your house that reflects what this would be, or be able to offer a credit to a buyer Mm -hmm. in the form of whether it's closing costs or directly to that contractor. Because I can't say every time, but most times the fix is not as expensive as a buyer seller may think it's going to be, especially the buyer, because they, all they see is dollar signs. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Buyers will overpay for a home if it's in pristine condition. The majority of buyers today do not want to do the work. They want to move in and start living. Every single person I know, buyers, sellers, normal people are so super busy in their life right now. They don't think they have the time to fix anything. Right. So that's why the homes that are just in pristine, immaculate condition, move in ready, do garner such a a higher price Mm -hmm. than so many of the ones that need some loving. But we get a lot of times the sellers don't have not just the money, but the energy, the wherewithal, the time to do what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. So pricing it accordingly to that condition. And Heather and I also understand that if there are issues with a house, that has to be disclosed. Yes. And that's going to be really scary. But like you can't underprice a house, you cannot over-disclose either. Disclose anything and everything you know that's an adverse condition to the house. Mm -hmm. And then your realtor... Heather or myself or any Wilson Group agent will also bullet point all the spectacular, amazing things about the house. Mm -hmm. There may be some negative things about your house, but guess what? There's probably 10 more wonderful things about your house. Yeah. Yeah. New roof, new flooring. Location, just the feel, walkability, you name it. We know how to market that and and make that buyer fall in love Mm -hmm. with your home. Yeah. And and overcome some of the little hurdles of the fixes. I mean, that's our job. So when you're overwhelmed on how do I get this fixed before I moved in and I've been given a credit, you know, that is something that that we will help you do. You know, your agent will help you walk through that and and get that done for you. And another thing to that point that most sellers have no idea about is the number of agents that have entered the market 
number of realtors that have entered the market in 2020 and 2021. There are, as I always say, you can't swing a cat without hitting a realtor in Middle Tennessee. <laughs> I mean, there's thousands of us. There are more realtors than listings. And so when those realtors are working with buyers and they don't know yet how to have the conversation with a the buyer, they don't know about houses, they don't know about how a house is put together, right. they don't know how expensive or how not expensive, people hear foundation and structural issues and their brain explodes mm-hmm. in how expensive they think it is to fix. Sometimes it is. I'm, I'm, I mean, your house could be sliding off a hill, Sure, but chances are it's not. It just needs, you need to get the water away from it. That usually this is all caused by water, mm-hmm. right? So there are fixes that you can do that. But because so many new agents are out there and don't know how to have the conversation with their buyers to understand the dynamics of a house, you're setting your seller up to fail because you can't control who's on the other side. Right. So you've got to position this home with as much information for that agent to understand, to relate to their buyer. Yeah. And same goes with the home inspection. When they do their home inspection, they don't have the knowledge or experience yet. And maybe they have a broker who isn't available or that broker has 1200 agents or something, Mm -hmm. you know, and doesn't Mm -hmm. have time to speak with them. And that deal can fall through if they don't have a solid agent on the other side. Yeah. So you have to really know the house, know your seller, be able to have these conversations and get them through all of that. Right. And, and I think one way you can help with that as a listing agent is in MLS, have that extra information under the documents, you know, have a PDF that shows the highlights of the home. If the home has a septic system and it needs to be pumped once a year, once every two years, go ahead and give the contact for that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like I'm running across a lot of agents that don't understand septic and and how that works in Middle Tennessee. And and so they may run from something like that and not educate their buyers. But I just think put as much information as you can in your listing about your unique property or it's certain nuances yeah, so that they can translate that information to the buyer. That's right. The more information you can give a potential buyer and buyer's agent, the stronger their offer is going to be mm-hmm. and, and the less likelihood of a fail. Yeah. Yeah. And, and our, our goal is to make it a win for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like in this market, I've seen bad pictures and then I go into the MLS listing and there's no information. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Well, not everyone can be a Wilson Group agent, but <laughs> that's right. <laughs> little little brag for my people. Yes. Okay. So now I just sort of want to talk a little bit as we wrap up about what if we had a crystal ball? What what do we see happening? Oh wow. I think it's gonna be a lot more of the same that we've experienced in 2020 and 2021. I feel like Middle Tennessee is very solid Mm -hmm. and stable. And we're going to continue to appreciate. I don't think we're going to be skyrocketing, you know, at a 90 degree angle like we have been, but I I think it's still going up and where we see all the price reductions, because we're seeing a ton of price reductions out there. And that has come from aspirational pricing Yes, where people shoot for the moon and then realize, oops, missed it. Mm-hmm. So their agents reducing it, maybe a $10,000 reduction. It may be a $100,000 reduction yeah. depending on the price point. So when you guys are seeing these price reductions, that doesn't mean that values are coming down. It means they missed the mark. And now they're having to chase the market back down to the reality of mm-hmm. what the market is. And I'm excited. I feel like real estate in Middle Tennessee, we are in a marathon, not a sprint. 
right now. So we just keep going and steady, steady, steady. And I'm excited about what the future holds. But one thing will never change about finding the value of your home. And that is price, condition, and location. All right. I didn't even hold <laughs> yes. up a cue card. Heather knew. <laughs> hey, y'all. Thanks for tuning yeah, in today. Great, great show, Heather. Thank yeah, you so this much. Is awesome. Thanks, guys. See you next time. The Wilson Group Real Estate Services is one of Nashville's top premier boutique real estate firms. We specialize in working with buyers and sellers for housing, investment, and commercial needs, as well as offering a full-service property management division for your investments. Check out our website today at wilsongrouprealestate.com. Hey, if you're loving the show, we would be delighted to hear from you. Be sure to go over to your podcast app, scroll down to where it says ratings and reviews, and tell us your thoughts. Your words might just be what the next person needs to tune in and move up in their life. 